Today's program is brought to you by Whole Foods Market, a dynamic leader in the quality food business, a mission-driven company that aims to set the standards of excellence for food retailers. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. I'm Greg Blaze, host of Cutting the Curd. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. We talk about food. About music with musical dudes, finger on the pulse, snacky tunes. Oh, 
Amazing. Amazing. Tall National, live here on Snacky Tunes. Welcome. I'm one half your host, Aaron Bresnitz, sitting in for the illustrious Greg Bresnitz. Is the, I guess, also illustrious Jordana Rothman. I'm a little lustrous today, I'd, I'd say. It's a Sunday, but I do what I can. Do what you can. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Too. Uh, amazing. Yes. <laughs> uh, why don't you introduce yourself in the band? Yes. Uh, I'm Hamadal. Yes. I'm the band leader. We come from Niger. We have on talking drums two people. We have the first one is Mahamadou. Yes. <laughs> for the second one, we have, we have Omar, the drummer for the group. Yeah. We have on the bass DJ Kubu. DJ Kubu, Yakuba, Meboza, Food for Bears. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. We have on the lead Suleiman Abdou Suleiman Gouverneur. Yes. We have on the second lead DJ Massa Massa Udu. <laughs> you see, very crazy. <laughs> yeah. And we have a dancer. We bring a dancer. Uh, she's Salamatu Damologa. Bachim. Amazing. Big Thank family. You. Big crew. Yeah, big crew. Thank you. You guys look like you have a good time. <laughs> Thank you. So much joy in that sound. It's really, you can really feel that, especially the percussion over here. Percussion, yes. Really beautiful. Um, how's it feel to uh, to be hanging out here in New York? You having a good time? Yes, it's, it's really wonderful. We, we we are in New York for maybe a week. Yeah. And uh, we was last day on Hudson. It was very amazing. Oh, yeah. Very amazing in Hudson. And Marlboro also, Marlboro. In New Jersey. Yes, in New Jersey, mm-hmm. in New York, Jersey, yes. It was very, 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 very wonderful. We met very wonderful people in yes, and uh, we have around uh, 28 shows around the sets. Wow. So, How have you found the reception here in New York? Oh, very wonderful. We very friendly. The people in New York are very friendly for our group. They like our group. Uh, they like our group, and uh, they like the performing because every time when we perform, they dance. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. important for us. It's tough not to dance. Yes. So tell us how you, how your music got popular and spread from your hometown. Yes. Uh, for the first time, it was very popular in Niger, in Africa, uh, because it's, it's very easy. Uh, we, our performing is very easy. Our songs are very easy. So in every home, you can, the children can sing our song. Mm. So it was very important. And uh, most of the songs uh, are for women. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> yes. Well played. Woman and love. Yes. So that's why that, it was, it's why that it's our song are very famous around the world. Specific women or? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or just all women in general. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, what is the music scene like in Nigeria? Is it a big community? Yes, we are. Um, it's just Western and traditional music. Mm-hmm. Yes, in Niger. So, basic on percussions and uh, electric guitar. Mm. Yes. That's what distinguishes the sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you're known for your five-hour sets. Yes. In the, in the, in every, every day, uh, we can perform five, five hours uh, and five, time, five times uh, in the week. The jam band of Niger. Yeah. 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 And what's it like? 
What's your favorite part of the five-hour set? Is it the beginning, the end, or wh- where does the energy really hit for you? Uh, about the end. Yeah? The end is very crazy sometimes. And why is that? Uh, because we give uh, more energy at the end because we have to leave a good impression mm. for, uh, for the group. Wow. And so you said that uh, you have a dancer that, that travels with you. Is she sort of like your, your hype woman? Like she's there to show the crowd how to dance, especially here in the, in the U.S. while you're touring? Yes. She's very, she, the dance is very crazy because it's rock and roll from Africa. Mm-hmm. She, she, she dance with, uh, with uh, the body. Uh, the dance it can be very strong, <laughs> but in Africa it's very easy. Uh, maybe when you see our sit web, you will see the dancer, and you see da- the dance, the kind of dance. Uh, Matemo, she's very crazy. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that the crowds here in New York, when you're performing, that they can match her her spirit in dance? Yes, yes, they can. They can. Yes, they can. Mm-hmm. Just to four or five minutes for learning, they can. They can dance with uh, Matemo. Easy to sing along, easy to follow in dancing. Just sing along. <laughs> um, do you want to play another song? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's the name of the song? Uh, the last, the next one it would be ah uh, uh, ambiance ah 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 okay Tall National here live on Snacky Tunes. Hello. I'm 
man. I immediately want to know what that's about, of course. <laughs> What's that song about? Uh, it's a song about uh, love. And, yes. and women? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. She, uh, would, she would dance for the for all the body down. She was she was dance. She would, she can be down and dance. Very crazy this dance. Very crazy. Yes. So your latest album, Connie. Yes. Uh, how was it recorded? You brought uh, uh, Jamie Carter from Chicago out, right, to Nigeria. Yes, uh, we we asked, just asked him Jimmy Carter to come in Niger to record Sun National for the very first time. For, uh, he recorded the, the first album Anawaya. Anawaya, uh, it's very it's very successful in Niger. Everybody like likes this album, and uh, it was like a bomb in Niger because of the song. The first time we get a good song like uh, like like this one. And then uh, we asked him again to come to Record National for the second album. Yeah. It was Kani. And uh, also, they liked it, and uh, it brings International, very international uh, band. Uh, and thanks for Jimmy Carter. Yes. How, how do you... So you're known for these long, extensive... You can play for five hours, these long sets. How do you translate that into an album that, you know, that has a limited runtime? How do you find that the... The spirit of your live work translates to an album. Like the difference, uh, yeah, between a recorded song and a live performance. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, sometimes in the live records, we the musician can give uh, it be, can be very serious, serious for the musician to give right now what he have in the mm -hmm. in, 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 in inside. So when it's uh, maybe the playback recording, uh, it can take a long time for us. Mm. For recording by playback, because we bring him example, we bring him in, in Niger, not for a long time. So for the short time, and what is what the people needs today is live music. We are we are performing live in, in Niger, so we have to 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 do it in our recording. In our mm. recording to give maybe ninety percent of uh, our performing when you hear outside in the recording. Right. That's why, uh, and uh, everybody likes it because uh, when you hear the CDs of of international music uh, recording international, when you go to the show, they are the same, They're the same music. Yes, there's yeah. a difference. It's the same, the same feeling. Yes, feel, same feeling mm -hmm. because the, the same musicians and the same feeling. Mm. Um, have you able been able to find good Nigerian food on the road? Uh, maybe some. Mexican can look like Nigerian Oh, food. interesting. <laughs> yes, Mexican. So what's a classic sort of Nigerian dish, or what's the most famous? Dodo. Uh, like a food? Yeah. Uh, rice. Rice. Rice, very famous in Nigeria. How's it prepared? Uh, we cook it uh, with salt for the first time. Yeah. Separately. And we, we cook the sauce and we put it together. Okay, and what's the sauce like? What's in the sauce? Tomato sauce, and uh, sometimes granite sauce. Hmm. And you, you have a lot of like plantains. Like, is it called dodo? The fried fried plantains. A plantains, yes. We have we have it also in Niger because, but in Niger we don't we don't have uh, bananas. Right. Yes, we bring it from uh, from south. Oh, you like Benin, yeah. Mm -hmm. Ivory Coast, Togo, and other countries near the, the the sea. Yeah. So we don't have sea. We have just a river. We have a Niger River, 
and we have a lot of fish. A lot of fish. A lot of fish. Real fish. A lot of fish. Very delicious. Do you think that is is your food very? Is it does it have a lot in common with other West African cuisines like? Yes, uh, Senegal. Senegal. Yes, Senegal. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a there's a very large Senegalese community here yes. in New York yes. in in Harlem, and they have a lot of restaurants up there. Maybe yes, we well, looks about. You're uh, looking into yeah uh, about the uh, uh, Senegal restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, maybe in Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, you get on the road and you miss the thank food you. at home, right? Yeah, uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, well, do you want to? I think we have time for another song, and this one can actually be yes. a bit longer if you guys want to go. Maybe Kani? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Sounds good. You can stretch it for a little bit. You can go Thank the full you. length. Uh, here you. we go. Thai National here live on Snacky Tunes. Thank you.
Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much. Thank you all, too. We got some awesome pizza coming for you. <laughs> thank you. And uh, thank you for coming to Brooklyn. Thank you. And good luck on the road. When's, the, ne- when's the next show? Next show will be Vermont. Ooh. <laughs> You're going to like Vermont. Okay. Vermont is very nice. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, it's going to be good. And where can people buy the record? Uh, like what? Where can people buy the record? Online? Yes, yes online, yes. Fat Cat? Fat Cat, yes. Fat Cat. Fat Cat is a label for International. We have contracts for 20 years with Fat Cat. And uh, Fat Cat makes international famous in, outside in, in, in Niger. Uh, and France... Uh, with uh, some radios now play international music like RFE France yeah. International they put our music on this album in the, in the website of, of RFE also RFE.com music.com and uh, it was the very first album in Niger in RFE for music that's so awesome thank you thank you Fat Cat yeah fat-cat.co.uk to get the album to get more stuff uh, this is pretty awesome. From Nigeria to Brooklyn, all yes. around the world. Music. Music. That's, yes. that's why music's so awesome. Yeah. Right? Also, yeah. Thank you. Man. Well, thank you guys. Thank you. Bye bye. Really special for you coming in. We thank really you. appreciate it. Um, we're going to play a little song. And then uh, Phil, uh, our buddy Phil from Momo, is going to come and talk about his new sandwich shop. This is one of my favorite tracks. Brush my teeth and shit, yo. Had to do a lot of shit, know what I'm saying? That's how we do this. Yo, this ain't LA, yo. Some people think New York is just like LA, but they wrong and shit. Cause the topography is totally different, the geography, the weather systems, the microclimates are totally different. There's a huge influx of different types of people and shit, know what I'm saying? So anybody who thinks that LA is exactly like New York, or New York's exactly like LA, those motherfuckers are just wrong and shit, know what I'm saying? And that's a huge thing, they're talking about it on CNN and shit. Deal with this shit, know what I'm saying? Yo, yo. I didn't grow up in New York, but I watched Taxi a lot, and that basically gave me everything I need to know about New York and shit. That melancholy theme song with that taxi going over that bridge, yo, that's everything, man. That's New York, you know what I'm saying? Yo, New York is a confluence of different events. Most people can never even claim that they even lived here and shit, but that's okay. That's just the nature of New York. You think the Native Americans think that the locals are local? Think again, motherfucker. Yo. Yo. 
Fischtel all, Ulflassen, Achteschlöller, Mistro Mock, Flex, alle Kunstwerder, alle Kahn, Ukra, Fistan, Ukra, Teschlöpf, vom Stecklefan, Frey, Topotepeka, Topok, Topok, am Brandtam, Sedlafa, Üstuchklemfanden, Hey, 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 go, Taxmika, Frokomnit, Schalatzinu, Frakisa, yeah, Monsena, Quane, Fender, Tanfisto, Dombrakin, Dolisson, am der Obrigato, Motherfucker. Jimmy Carville's in New York City What you gonna do when they call your name's Gonna do some stuff like you're in New York City New York, 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 New York Yeah, come on You feel that? Yo, get it. Come on. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, New York City, City, uh, uh. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, New York City, City, uh, uh. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, New York City, City, uh, uh. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, New York City, City, uh, uh. Brook, 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 Brooklyn, Brook, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. There's more to New York City than Brooklyn. I know that stuff, but if you say Brooklyn, it automatically unifies people in a very strange way. Even if they live in Queens and stuff, or maybe the East Village, or maybe the West Village, there's no point in going anywhere above 14th Street. Yo, getting across the city is really tough, but if you leave in the kind of area that has a crosstown line, you're really lucky and shit. Know what I'm saying? Nobody wants to go up there, but they have to because business is up there and shit. Know what I'm saying? Yo, when my Soho hangers, my Soho hangers, Soho's really weird because I don't know how to navigate Soho hangers Soho hangers lots of thin tall people walking around Apple stores what the fuck they doing them clowns gotta get some pistachios at a market that's overpriced and shit come on let's do this yo you ever been to that one place no I never been to that one place do you know about that other place I don't know about that other place do you know that new place I don't know about the new place did you hear about the place it's about to open yeah did you hear about the place it's gonna close yeah did you hear about that one place ah it doesn't matter it's about to hold on Brooklyn Brooklyn, New York, New York City, City, uh, uh. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, New York City, City, uh, uh. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, New York City, City, uh, uh. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, New York City, City, uh, uh. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, New York City, City, uh, uh. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, New York City, City, uh, Brooklyn, 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 Hard stop from the live show. Uh, Reggie Watts, ex Snacky Tunes. You can go search his uh, his episode. That's a great choice. Oh man, I good, love Reggie good Watts. Good follow up to the to the global sounds. Yeah, you know, we're a little funk. Uh, we want to welcome back to the show our uh, one of our favorite friends, Phil. Hello. How hey, are you? I'm good. How are you? Um, this time, talking about the long-awaited sandwich shop. Hi, hello. Mm-hmm. Which I think you've been teasing for... 20 months. 20 months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went there on Friday night, and it was delicious. I went in, it was, it was a... You uh, got in there before I did, I see. It was, a, it was an audible. It was a... Uh, hustler over here. Hustler. I realized I had, I had the right 30 minutes to have a sandwich. I wasn't even hungry. I'd already had dinner, but I was like, I'm going to go there and eat anyway. 
Yeah, it's right on the uh, Jefferson L train. It's so literally right on top of it. Oh like, wow! Like it you walk, you walk off, off of the stairs and you can touch the front door. It I'm gonna me, do that. I'm gonna be the door toucher. Awesome. Yeah. Of that scene in Seinfeld, you know that episode where you can like run out and get the Giro and then get back on the subway. Oh, without exactly. Doors yeah. closing. <laughs> I was like, I wonder what the timing could be. Like, if you could get off of the Jefferson, get the sandwich, and get back, right back on the train. Well, you could call first. Yeah, yeah. that's a yeah. service you should offer. Actually. Oh my god. That yeah. Is. yeah. Yeah. So we we just opened for the first three days, and it was uh, we were, were surprised, but not surprised because obviously we saw a lot of friends. But I would say about sixty percent of the people that came through the doors we uh, we never seen before. So it's just like that's so awesome. much foot traffic there. That's right. great location, and wow. also so much. I'm sure so many destination people too, because you have such a great reputation at Momo. And, uh, yeah. No, well, that's the thing. We didn't really put the word out though. So oh wow. Oh. We just did like you know a few little tiny you know reach out to a few people. So so, so cool. um. You know, there's a sandwich shop literally on every corner in every bodega mm-hmm. in New York. What made you want to open up a, a, a sandwich joint? Um, all the uh, shitty sandwich shops in New York. <laughs> oh, so, so every sandwich shop on every corner was the exact reason why you wanted to open one. Well, kind of. Actually, I, think, yeah. I think people really like sandwiches. And I, w- I won't name any names, but after we came up with the uh, sandwich shop idea, we started doing research and going to, like, you know, the famous ones. And, of course, like the old, old school Italian ones we love. But, like, all the newer school ones, didn't like eating any of them. What, like, ma- what makes a great sandwich? The I think the thing that surprises me is that what makes a bad sandwich is people either don't use enough salt, enough spice, or enough acid. Huh. Like every single time I got a sandwich that's supposed to be, you know, this great fifteen dollar sandwich, it was either not spicy enough, not salty enough, or not enough acid. So I think I guess like a balance. Yeah, and there's know? there's architecture too to a good sandwich, right? Mm-hmm. Like you wanna get yeah. the right balance, bread to filling to you want, to make you want crunch. For exactly. Texture. You want, you want fatty, but not, you know, too fatty, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think what, that was one of the things when you told me when I got really excited is when you started mentioning, like, acid and lemon and things like that, like, on a sandwich. And I went, yeah, I guess I've never had that flavor profile. Well, sometimes they put vinegar on, but then they put too much vinegar or not yeah. enough vinegar. You but know? I don't like vinegar on my sandwich. Oh, right. I do. I'm even even balsamic? Like a, like a vinaigrette? It's fine, but usually when I, you know, it's not, it's like that very cheap vinegar. Yeah. Like a couple dashes. It's interesting, though, because you saying, well, I never really thought about that. It's like, it's actually exactly your point, right? That people give sandwiches a wider berth to be kind of imbalanced or, you know, whatever. Yeah, but it's just I, a sandwich. But. I mean. But you say you don't like vinegar, but what about like pickled onions or pickles or, you know, that's, that's vinegar. That's that's fine. But I'm, to me, that's vinegar, too, though, you know. When I think of, no, no, no. When I think of vinegar on like the normal sandwich it's like in that clear white bottle they do like a couple shakes on it and it's just like it it just it's it's because it's not balanced it's just like it's such a i was like two dashes is not going to hit this like three pound sandwich yeah exactly um i guess that's the other thing too a lot of the sandwiches in new york is that sometimes like if i give you half the money can you take half the fillings out (laughs) and make it better balanced yeah and your sandwiches are like you get everything in one bite yeah I, you know, really, uh, like some some of the breads, uh, you know, we did some menu tests and, you know, some of the breads were, you know, taking the filling out, yeah. you know, like picking out the inside of the bread and then other, sure. other, other breads, we actually got breads that have more bread in them, you know, so. How did you, so who, do you do your own bread? Where do you get your bread from? <clears throat> uh, the original plan was uh, that we were going to do a bakery in the basement mm-hmm. and uh, that kind of like, it took so long that we kind of abandoned it. Doing a bakery is a really That's whole, a whole separate undertaking. So, thing. you know, so we have a, uh, you know, we have a 40 quart Hobart mixer just sitting in the basement unplugged so you know so uh, um, I re- oh that's you know the thing about the bread is, is, that, we- is that your Craigslist posting right there <laughs> oh, yeah probably it will be tomorrow yeah um, uh, basically um, 
Well, the idea for the sandwiches was, uh, you know, I wanted to use the best bread. And then I started going, again, I won't name any names, but, you know, I started going to all these artisanal bread places. And then I found that for what makes a good sandwich for me is actually what's in the fillings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so some of these breads that I was trying for the sandwiches are great bread, but I prefer to just eat them by themselves. Right. right. But not, not you know, they're, they're such masterpieces of of bread that you don't want to put stuff in it because it actually makes the the sandwich somewhat too complex. So I actually distracting. Up, so I actually um I ended up going with a, a, a Northside Bakery. Oh, they're great. But they're great. Man, and I I got to tour their uh, their their facility. It's so old school. It's so awesome, man. They've been doing it forever. So how much bread have you eaten in the last twenty months? Um, hold on, let me see my phone. <laughs> I've, I've eaten um uh eighty five thousand. Pieces what? of no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I'm, I'm so gullible. So we're making it's these things called jokes. Yeah. No, but see, it, you're usually the one that doesn't get the jokes. Uh, and now I actually I'm stole the that. From, I actually we, stole that one from Reggie. Watch your friend. Oh yeah. Why don't we? Um, why don't we just talk about this after the show, Drew? Okay, we'll bring. It, we'll um, talk to the guy. I mean, you know, so going into this and your recipe testing, you know, sandwiches uh, are a very personal thing, and everyone, everyone in their life has probably made a sandwich. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, you can't even really say that about pizza or even hamburger sometimes, but like everyone has slapped together something. So when in testing this, what sort of feedback or thought to go to go into it? Like when people would say, would hear what you were doing, they're like, I got a sandwich for you. Oh, and you're yeah. just like, Oh brother. It's like, no, you get, you get white bread, you get honey, you get ham, <laughs> you know, you put some potato chips on there. Boom. You got a sandwich. Well, oddly enough the the sandwich uh, menu, as you know, is like very small right now. It's basically yeah. four sandwiches, a hot dog and yeah. then two like kind of like tapas style toasts. Yeah. You have a tortilla espanol in there, which yeah. is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, root vegetable. Um, <laughs> but actually, one uh, one of the sides, so all the sandwiches are very personal to me, and I, each of them have kind of their own story and their own evolution. But uh, the the roast beef sandwich actually is pretty much. I definitely have tweaked it out, but it's uh, my friend Mark Hurst, mm-hmm. um, who's a friend of mine who makes his own kimchi, and we were talking about sandwiches, and he told me like I, you know like five hundred hundred other thousand people told me right. like I have this sandwich, but. I tried it and it was amazing. So, what's the sandwich? Well, the one we we tried was we just got like you know just deli ingredients, right. you know from you know Brooklyn Natural, but you know roast beef, uh, goat cheese, and kimchi. Huh. Oh, that's the one that I had. Yeah, and so that was awesome. So I just took what you know the sandwich I tried, which was amazing, but using like not great versions of each yeah. of those individual things. And uh, got some really amazing goat cheese from Dairyland. Uh, I'm doing roast tenderloin and doing it super rare. And mm. then Mark makes his own kimchi. And then I added to the mix. I'm doing like a little bit of a raw cucumber for a little crunch. And then horseradish and lemon zest. And Sounds then olive, olive, oil, awesome. olive oil and lemon juice. And yeah. And it's it's phenomenal. Oh. So it's, I'm not above yeah. putting anybody's sandwich no. on the menu. But it just happens love, that everybody tells yeah. me the sandwich sucks. Wait, can, yeah. you, can you tell me one of the worst sandwich ideas that you heard? Ah. Uh, can't, I can't even remember. Yeah, okay. they just kind of go in one out. Well, I think Darren makes that good point though. That so everybody's it's a reference point that everybody has, right? So you have to kind of simultaneously like scratch the itch for people. Like mm-hmm. it's very nostalgic, it's very personal, but also you want to kind of push it into yeah. new territory. Which mm-hmm. it sounds like, you know, combining roast beef with kimchi and all these other you know mm-hmm. tart. Uh, yeah, because what you components. don't want to do is like you, you know you find these sandwich shops that their only novel approaches the best ingredients yeah but it's still just you know it's like a ham sandwich yeah. like oh we made the ham ourselves and we bake the bread and we make our own mayo but it's just not yeah it's nothing new and then yeah. something is almost lost too yeah you know there's a certain spirit that's lost to simplicity 
So let's go back to the the twenty months and why it took so long to open, because uh, it's not like you haven't done it before, and your partners, um, you know, you got Chance and you got Kip. I mean, those guys have been doing. You know, Chance does Momo with you, and Kip's been at Roberta's five years. So you yeah. have the know how, and it's not a giant place either. Yeah, you know, you know, the thing is, is that like New York City and. No, it doesn't even have to be necessarily restaurants, although restaurants are very specific with the plumbing and the electric and all that stuff. It's just such a every year there's it gets more complex. It's a maze. And the, like the thing is, is that there's so many laws and regulations in New York, rightly so. You know, how many fires have we had recently? You know, right. and there's so many people doing really, you know, shitty illegal stuff with building stuff that they have to pass these laws. They have to do these codes. They have to do all these inspections. But what's happened is it's like this giant maze where you literally could hire two people that are the best at what they do and they do the same exact job and you can have them come in and they will tell you absolutely the exact opposite contradicting things, which we have had happen. And the funny thing is, is that it's so complex. It's like the, the, the constitution or the law. It's like it's everybody's interpretation. And right. so you have one inspector says one thing and some, you know, so it's like this really like this maze and, you know, and then yeah. there's a liquor license and also... Um, everybody that, that, that space, um, there's been so many bars and restaurants there and it's just like everybody passed the buck because it was kind of like, you know, super desolate and ghetto out there yeah. 10 years ago and 20 years ago and 30 years ago. So people could get away with stuff. So when we, when we come around and now it's like the hot spot in New York to open up a restaurant bar, yeah. it's, it's like they, it's like it's under a magnifying glass now. So, right. so then like we kind of just basically had to, you know buck up and pay for everybody else's laziness and illegal behavior yeah how do you keep that endurance up though i mean like over 20 months that's a i mean that's a long time how do you methamphetamine is it is that yes yes i've been a meth addict for the last lot of a lot of crank and and tantra Uh, oh and espresso oh (laughs) well i mean but it is you know you have to kind of you know when once you're in it you're in it you know you're in it 12 months you're like you're in it so this is happening how do you kind of you know, keep that, keep the energy of how do you keep this sort of excitement? How do you, how do you keep yourself from kind of turning on a project that takes so much out of well, you? Well, I mean, I mean, uh, like turning on it is, it was not an option because, yeah. you know, basically, you know, um, all, like financially all in. Yeah. Emotionally totally. all in. Like yeah. everything all in. So it's like a kind of a thing of like, you know, you, you, you get swept up and then, you know, in the ocean yeah. and then all of a sudden you're five miles offshore and then you swim two and a half miles. You can't, just right. stop swimming, you right. know. And so. even when you get swept back out on the mile, it's just like, what, yeah. what am I going to do? Not? It's like, oh, we got to, I got to go now. Yeah, three you just got to keep on again. Yeah, you just got to keep on going, you know. Right. And uh, the build out, you guys did it yourselves. Uh huh. We, you know, I mean, we, we, you know, uh, the specific stuff. We had, you know, really amazing people do it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, we're gonna take a little break. We're gonna play some built to spill, and then we're gonna come back and we'll talk about some of these sandwiches. Yeah, sort of the inspiration because I know that you you pulled from your friends, but I think you also pulled from your family as well, yeah. right? In my in my own brain as well. Your own brain, yeah. which is one of the most amazing brains. You don't want to be in here. Softly to me, you say, 
wanted me to But on a larger scale These things might not do But we'll ignore them Like the brats from your school Whose little glances And then comments Will only drive us to strike out That much harder I don't really want to run But I come undone Looking at me like you don't want to do it When the sun comes up We'll be far from fucked Pretty soon you'll see that I knew it I don't know What to say It won't be better If we stay Young guns Young artillery Momo, hi, yeah. hello. Hi, hello. Um, the uh, Sierra Masioni of Bushwick, <laughs> who you've been referred to by many people. Uh, I, I don't know how to say that. You know, I, I don't know how to respond to that, but, you know, Just thank say you. thank you. Oh, yes. yeah, thank say you so thank much. You. you say grazie. 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 Ole. <laughs> grazie. Um, so the new restaurant, Hi, Hello, opened up this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I can already see... Lines for brunch there forming in my mind. Yeah, we're we're gearing up for brunch. That's a whole other uh, whole other bridge uh, that we're going to pass. But yeah, I'm excited about that. Now I know Jordana hates brunch. Jordana has some issues with brunch. With brunch, but if she's that being said, I feel like you could get behind a fill brunch. Well, so okay, <laughs> you know. <laughs> actually, actually, will you will you go on a journey with me? Actually, have you been to? What's do that? we have enough time for you to talk about? I don't think we have enough time for you to talk about brunch. I'm not going to give the whole brunch talk. I'm just saying. It's the brunch food. So if you're if, if you're sort of keeping it, if you're doing the same menu mm-hmm. that you do all the time, and there's no like basic girls there that are talking about how you know fucked up they got last night, oh. then um, and I don't have to wait online, then you know, yeah, I can. Have, I can have you been to either Sweden, Denmark, or Iceland? Yes. There- <laughs> have you, Jordana? Uh, Sweden. But, Sweden. Yeah. We're thinking about doing a straight up. Continental, really? like Schmarble. oh my god, like Ooh. but but like the Swedish, you know, you have the brown bread, you got oh, the, yeah. the salmon, you got the this, you the got eggs, the, the, the couple cereals, the ham, the this or that, and cheese and bread. And that's it. Yeah, smorgasbord. Yeah, 
uh, Yaman. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in for that. Yeah. Did you say Yaman? Yaman. And I'm also down. maybe yeah. maybe maybe like a, you know a, like Swedish brunch, but then also with cinnamon toast crunch. Sure. <gasps> oh. Yes. I mean, I can That's definitely cool. go down there. It really has to. I just I just don't like I don't like the lines and all the people being annoying, and I don't like bottomless mimosas or anything like that. That's not my <laughs> style. I guess that's illegal now. Hey. I think that they give it away. I think yeah. that's actually how they get around it. Is yeah. that they, they, it's it's give it's oh, given really? I think yeah, something like that. Some loophole. Add into the bottomless, I guess, consumption laws, right? Yeah. Man, mm-hmm. the yeah. city. The so, city. The sandwiches, which are sort of the center of the menu. Yes. Um, one came from your friend, do the kimchi. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some of the other ones. What's the one that you are just the uh, the sleeper? Yeah, let's talk about the sleeper, but then also the one where you're going. This is the sandwich that you know. If you if one of you doesn't order it, you sort of fucked up. You came uh, all the way out to Bushwick and you, you messed up. Well, it's funny because uh, I actually worked at a Jamaican restaurant in Atlanta. Yeah, Come on. obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah, I worked at a Jamaican restaurant in the late '90s in Atlanta, and uh, I used to go behind. I was actually just a waiter and a bartender there. And I, you know, when it was slow, I'd go behind the go behind the you know in the kitchen and like let me make a sandwich. And basically, it was a grilled chicken, uh, grilled jerk chicken breast, yeah. marinated for a couple of days, a pineapple brioche, a chipotle mayonnaise, a pepper relish, and then what I would do, and then pineapple brioche, and then uh, I put. Uh, Lettuce, onion, and cheddar cheese on it. Pineapple brioche. Yeah, pineapple brioche. What does that mean? Um, it's a it's a, a brioche with uh, pineapple in it. Oh. <laughs> well, well, thank you for clarifying. No, no, wow, I actually, <laughs> they they called it brioche. Like you know, you, we're in New York City now, so when you think of brioche, it's like this big fancy thing. But the the, the, the I actually went back in my because I couldn't really find pineapple brioche and to make some you know to, to have somebody make it for you would be really expensive. So um, I I remember the texture and it was literally almost the texture of like. Martin's potato rolls. Sure. Okay. So it's basically like Martin's potato so rolls. So godly texture. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So um, so I basically, I've, I mean, I've joked around for like years about that I want to open up a restaurant and only serve that sandwich because I, I believe it's the best sandwich I've ever had back then. Uh, so uh, we put it on this on the menu, and uh, people uh, have responded very positively to it. So what's the wait, yeah. What, yeah? Where's the pineapple now? Oh, so there's no pineapple anymore. But the, the pineapple brioche, it was it was a, it was a, it was a, a thing that they would serve with like a mango butter gotcha. on the side, and then mm-hmm. you just you know they just heat it up and then just put mango butter. So it's really the the, the pineapple is lost in the sandwich. So so okay. the pineapple's not important. Didn't even play. No. Huh. But it just sounded cool. So, so that's that's the number one stunner. Um, yeah, I think, and you know, we have it priced really right. It's like nine bucks, and it comes with a side. So, you know, like fries or the Spanish tortilla or super salad. So, I think that's kind of the sleeper. It's uh, and it's unpretentious too. It's like it's fun. You know, it's it's I accessible. Mean, that, yeah, that's one of the things I've always thought about your food. I mean, you have a, a essentially you become like the punk rock sushi place of New York. <laughs> yeah. but it's fun. Yeah, like it's fun. It's not. And look, I, I get. And this is not me because I also love the whole other side of sushi where it's very like ceremonial, very clean, very like whispery. But every once in a while, like, you know, when the last time I was there like, on Saturday, you yeah. threw that giant bottle of sake on the table and, yeah. and you're like, here's some fish. Like, I'm like, yeah, let's let's get after it. Like, well, let's have a good time. Well, you know, the thing with Momo is, is that, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I do take my job seriously and I take my restaurant seriously. But like, we, you know, we get people in here like, you know, being like, well, I eat at Masa and I eat at Yasuda. And, oh, I used to live in Japan and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, OK, well, I own a 800 square foot restaurant across <laughs> the street from the international's uh, international headquarters of Boar's Head Meat. Yeah. Like, what do you want from me? Like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm obviously winging it. I'm not like, you know, you know, I'm not walking. You're more like, come on, winging it. Well, no, but winging it in the sense of like, you know, trying to balance like, 
you know, I'm, I'm not a one-trick pony. Like, I'm not obsessed with only Japanese things. I'm obsessed right. with life. And, and uh, you know, and people are calling me out because, like, duh, 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 you know, so I'm just like, you know. I, I, I take it, yeah. <laughs> I wish there was a one-star review of Momo yeah. uh, on Yelp that was just like, duh, 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 yeah, that's, that's what they all say. That's actually. what they all say. Yeah, yeah. Duh, 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 duh. I, I will say on the, on the Yelp topic, though, my bad reviews read like dreams because uh, my favorite one is, like, uh, some guy gave us, like, one star or two stars. He's like, uh, well, you know, the fish is really fresh, but it's really overpriced. It's out of the way. But I'm kind of spoiled because I live on St. Mark's and uh, and I, get, I, I, I go to the buy one, get one free places. Right. I'm like, if I read that review, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm eating there tonight. <laughs> you know? yeah. the, wor- the worst reviews on Yelp are always the ones like there's something else going on, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's actually like quite a pleasure to kind of try and divine what was going on in that person's life that <laughs> zero stars and I got dumped at the same time. Yeah. Or whatever, like it's really it's poetry. I, kind of off topic, but well, on topic. But uh, I actually uh, did kind of like did an investigation of a guy that gave me like one or two stars, and then I started reading his under the reviews. He gave the Brooklyn Bridge three stars, <laughs> like the actual <laughs> bridge, the actual Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> He's he like, eh, it's it's cool. I walked over it. It's you know, it's kind of cool. It's nice. He gave oh the Brooklyn God. Bridge three stars. He gives yeah. a sunny day two yeah. and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh built this bill like I would give, give it. I would give it two and a half, but I guess I'll just give it three. Just yeah. do, boo, boo. <laughs> if I could give, if I could give three quarters, but yeah. whatever, it's got some history to it. So the place is awesome. You guys also have a, a really fantastic cocktail program as well. Yeah, yeah, we have Gavin uh, that was formerly of Roberta's, also just killing the drinks. Dude, that Roberta's family just spreading everywhere. Uh, Prosecco on tap. <laughs> Whoa! Really? Yeah. Who's do where? You ever just set up underneath it with your mouth open. Yeah, exactly. Simpson style. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Mom, don't listen to that last part. No. <laughs> Earmuffs. Earmuffs. So you get Prosecco on tap. I don't think I've ever heard of Prosecco. Yeah. I, I've, I don't know. Wine on tap is tricky sometimes. You know You know what, though? Unless you, you have one of those like insane like, multi-million dollar systems. systems. Yeah. You don't need a multi-million dollar system. What you need is clean lines. And the whole thing about it is is that, you know, you know okay, you buy, you know, you buy some like, you know, $500 Barolo by all means put it in your wine chiller and you know you know keep the cork nice and tight and you know save it but if you're going to drink wine in six months from now it, I promise you that it being in a stainless steel keg or being in a bottle it's going to taste exactly the same yeah and you know I mean it's a nice it, it, really what it is is like you're passing on to the consumer it's less expensive and yeah it's, it's less good. expensive it's a nice it's a nice perk you're going to be running yeah. through kegs per second during that brunch man I'll tell you, I'll tell you what <laughs> bottomless yeah. bottomless That'd be really funny if you had regulars who could have their own like Prosecco keg. Oh yeah, right. Instead of, like a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> I'm just not a bottomless girl, you know. Like I've got a bottom. <laughs> hey, oh, are you are you a bottomless girl? Dan? I mean, I'm like a top type of girl. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, the Jefferson scene is big out there. Do you feel that you are like the pioneer, or you are like the second wave? Um, like, who can you shout out for the people who sort of planted the flag? Well, I mean, I, I moved to Willoughby and Wilson in 99. <laughs> so right. There's that. Um, Any changes in the last decade? <laughs> no, well, there's, there's less machine guns and less helicopters uh, flying overhead. That's oh my God. a true story. Um, machine guns, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, over the years, I've lived in some bad, neighborhood, uh, bad neighborhoods, and uh, I thought I had heard a machine gun before. And then when I moved to Bushwick in 99, I'm like, uh, you know, 2000, I was like, that's a machine gun. Yeah, when you hear wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, I need more details here. The the, the court, like where Maria Hernandez Park and the right. Jefferson Stop, that was considered the worst neighborhood in the United States in the I mean, 2000, makes, 2001. I hear that, but at the same time, it's like a machine gun. I mean, 
systematic killing and the I mean that's a lot. Yeah, I mean was, it's, was it was killings. so bad that a handgun couldn't couldn't. Uh, well, if you got a handgun, that's for like well, if you're going to kill one people, one one right. people, one, one people's, people. one people. Yeah, if you're going to kill one people's one handgun, <laughs> yeah. lots of people's. Lots wow. Of people's. Yeah, that's a lot for me to understand. I live in. I live in Cobble Hill. You've heard, you've heard, you've, you've heard some stories today, Jordan. You're gonna need. You're gonna need like some moment with a whiskey after it, today. If you hear a machine gun in Cobble Hill, it's because the uh, the next door neighbor's kid has like some ten thousand dollars speakers for his uh, video game. Yeah. So wait. So who else? Who are your comrades out there? Um, I mean, stuff? I mean, come on, Betsy at Pearls. I think Pearls is probably my yeah. favorite bar of the last ten years in New York City, maybe the world. Um, Montana's obviously. I love oh, Montana. shout out, dude! Shout out to Montana. He's doing such great stuff out there. I love him so much. And he built that place by hand. He and his dad built it. They, I yeah. think that also took about two years. To that build. took about two years. Yeah. 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 Have you been there? They're doing like the uh, Appalachian uh, food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I haven't been there. I um, I. So then, since you haven't been there, you can make no judgments, correct? I'm not making a judgment. Mm. I'm. I think that the re- the review, um, jo- Joshua David Stein's review of the place was very interesting to me. I think. Having nothing to do specifically with him, I haven't tasted his food, but I do think that he brought up some very interesting ideas. Um, I urge you both to go on Montana's Facebook page and Montana the Man and yeah. also Montana's Trailhouse. I wrote a scathing response to that, and yeah. I'm, I'm not Mister like you yeah. know get involved in people's business, but it pissed me off so bad. Can, and can you just give the listeners yeah, some so, insider to this review? So, right. So Joshua David Stein is a critic um, who reviewed. Um, Montana's Trailhouse is what yeah. it's called, right? So, um, and they're doing Appalachian cuisine, and he took uh, issue with this sort of this idea that as you know, hip food has sort of embraced rustica in such a in such a profound way that now it's not enough to just be sort of like rustic and farm to table with like a reclaimed wood kitchen, you know, kitchen table. Now it's like we've actually started to move into the cuisine of one of the poorest regions um, in the world. Um, certainly in the country, and kind of reclaiming that cuisine, and is there a problem? Yeah, yeah. But my, one of my, one of the points I make is that, like, uh, you know, but but what about the pock pock guy? I've been to Thailand. Thailand right. is impoverished in some areas, right. and you know he's doing like really authentic, not not Bangkok, but the countryside. Well, guess what? They're super poor in the countryside, so it's okay if he goes to Thailand and hangs out with poor people I, and steals their recipes and come over and he's celebrated. And like so, so by the same side of the token, yeah. this is American cuisine and it's hundreds of years old and. And why not celebrate that? And why not explore that? Because no one else is doing it. It's so original in concept that this guy is like shitting on somebody else's dream. So fuck him. I mean, a million, listen, a, a million times. I agree. I, yeah. I totally agree. I think that a lot of the food that we that people that we love to eat in this country is absolutely the cuisine of poverty. What and, is his and name? What is it? I'm sorry. What is his name? Oh my god. What's his name again? Well, Joshua David Stein is his name. Yeah, please, he, please eat a Momo Sushi Shack. But but he's yeah. also. But, I mean, listen. You know, and he's going to probably disagree. be here in like half an hour. He's no. got the next show. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He does. You're right. He's, he's a nice guy. He's listen. I, I I I don't disagree with you, and I actually think there are a few other instances in which similar arguments were made in his calm space, like for Birds and Bubbles. I don't know if you read that one as well, but it touched on some some similar sort of provocative ideas, and I don't disagree. But I I also you know as a writer, I don't think that anything that any questions are off limits to to ask. Absolutely. Look, that's, but uh, the the whole the issue that I have with that the Appalachian thing is that like. Appalachia. All, Appalachia. No, but the issue I have is that the whole, like, awful movement of chefs, which has been so, like, now standard, came from the poorest people eating the poorest cuts. Right, which is, which is which Phil's is what point as well. Which yeah. is Phil's point as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like that to me is saying, is not so much a commentary on, like, people 
finding poor culture food. It's just someone having a problem with hipsters in Brooklyn. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what it is because like. You know, if you want to go to anybody who's ever done bone marrow or liver or tripe or well, what we're talking about is, a, I mean, it's a, it, it comes down to a question of appropriation. Where yeah. does it, you know, where is there a line? How is it OK? You know, is it not OK? It's, it's it, that's what we're talking about. I think that's the bigger question that he wanted to ask, whether or not he did it effectively or if it was a worthy target, you know, I think is up for debate. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's uh, I think the issues I have and this is part of review culture is that it's tough to put anything, any point of view outside of what the restaurant you're dealing with because reviews like that hold so much weight now Sure. that it's like, I totally think that's a valid point. You can absolutely make that, cite that as an example. But to make that someone's review yeah. and hang hang it there is really unfair. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's like, as a writer, when you sit down, reviews, I don't really write reviews anymore. I used to. But, you know, you'd sit down, you're trying to make some grand point. You know, you're trying to use the restaurant as an opportunity to, to tell a story and I agree it's problematic because we can't judge restaurants based on what we want them to be or what story we want them to tell we need to judge them based on what they are and what yeah. they're trying to be and and I think that 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 message gets muddled sometimes and so what's the message of hi hello what's that what's the message of hi hello love yeah that's it love in between two, two slices of bread yeah <laughs> I want I want I want really really quickly yeah, side I note know. what um if it, if if it was a, a, an African American couple that opened up in Montana's trail house and and if they like and they were doing like soul food mm-hmm. or or Creole food would he would he also use that same logic well, as no you, he would not right I mean it's, I, you, can't, you know yeah. it's you know I mean I he know. did that's sort of the other review I think you should read it which and, and I cannot answer for for Josh obviously I'm not him but um you know in the birds and bubbles review the woman who opened that Sarah, restaurant who's Sarah the Simmons, nicest and most lovely woman is a lovely woman and um, she's uh she's from North Carolina I believe right she's in North Carolina she and she you know she anyway she's from the south and she opened a fried chicken restaurant and the sort of take of the review was that she didn't have maybe a claim to that food because she is white, which I, which to your point, I mean, is really absurd. I mean, she grew up in the region. It's I it's, own a Japanese restaurant. Like, is is like every like French you, restaurant? Are you not Japanese? No, I'm not Japanese. Oh, I well, you, were like you know, sh- like well, like well, na- well, well. name a chef that cooks cooks a cuisine, and they're actually from that place. That's like one in a thousand. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, how many how many French chefs are actually French? Yeah, you know? and listen, that's where the interesting stuff happens too. I mean, when Many of the cuisines that people are obsessed with, like Mexican food, is a great example. Or even some Rick some, some ba- Japanese Rick cuisine. Bayless, man. Or Alex yeah. Bayless. I mean, the, the, there are examples of indigenous fusion, even uh, even in their most natural form. So yeah. you know, we think about ramen as you know a distinctly yeah. Japanese dish, but it actually came from Chinatown in Japan. It was, in fact, the original name for ramen was hiyashi chuka, which is just Chinese noodle. Um, and so. It, there is always room for cuisines to evolve and grow, and and in the hands of the of the patriots or the hands of of somebody else. So actually, actually, uh, Chance and I were uh, were um, messing around with doing a taco place a couple of years ago. Yeah, and uh, we were th- we were thinking about making it like you know everybody's like this is the most authentic. Mexican taco, and I was just thinking, like, I've been to Mexico a couple times, and when I've gotten authentic tacos, they there has not been like you know, you know, organic watermelon radish on it, you no. know, right. you know, and the meat has has not been so tender. Yeah. So we thought about doing like you know, like almost what people would perceive as the worst taco in New York, but making it the most authentic. You know, what if you just opened a taco place that was called Authentic as Fuck? Uh, authentico as Fuck. <laughs> oh my God! I'm there. Well, if there was one guy. 
who could open up, who could put fuck in the name of his restaurant and make it work would be you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd come for brunch either. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, Phil, I want to thank you so much. Thank you so much. There's no website yet, right? Uh, there's no website. I, there want to, a- I want to say a shout out to uh, my co-host Alexis oh, yeah. on the main course. I have, a, I have a radio show here. I'm actually normally here at noon. Oh. So, All right. Yeah. We'll come by. Um but yeah, and then so people—it's literally just get off the Jefferson stop yeah. right there. It's uh, it's right on the corner of Wyckoff and Star. It's two forty-seven Star Street. It's Can't awesome. Miss it. um, we're going to be closed for lunch and brunch for the month of April. Closed on Monday, but uh, we're basically open from five to two. Food until probably eleven o'clock. Midnight, yeah, it's a nice like bar that. scene. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, well, thanks for coming by. Yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah, cheers. Thank you, Jordana, for co-hosting. Yay. Had a great time. Thank you. Thank you to Tall National. Hi, brother Greg. Shout out to Greg. Yo, Greg. Shout out to mom and dad. Shout out to Anna. Oh, shout out to Daniel. Shout out to Daniel. Shout out to Jordan, my girlfriend. Yeah. Shout out and shout out to Joe, my beagle. Shout out to Mingus. Hi, Joe. Birdie, our cats. <laughs> um, we'll be running around Coachella the next few weeks. Um, you don't know what I look like because I'm on the radio. So just listen to this voice <laughs> and someone who seems like he has half an idea of what he's talking about. See you there. Do you need a bartender for a uh, personal bartender chef for uh, Coachella? I yeah, will yeah. for hire. Yeah, I'm going to put it in my rider for work that yeah. I need a personal chef and bartender. Um, so thank you so much. Check out Hi Hello. It's really awesome. Go with friends so you can eat all the sandwiches. Um, Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.